Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Gargoyle Podcast. I'm Nathan, a.k.a. The Gargoyle. Uh, in the last couple of episodes, Clayton and I talked at length about the films that we did and did not see at the Knoxville Horror Film Fest. And in both of those episodes, I mentioned that I had talked to a couple of people who were at the Film Fest, an attendee and the director of the short film Doll, Michael Peer. But since Clayton and I had just so much to say about all the films that we saw, the episodes went on a little bit longer than expected, and there just wasn't really a good space to add in these interviews. So, wrapping up my coverage of the Knox Horror Fest, here's a taste of what some other people think of horror and the Knoxville Horror Film Fest. Enjoy. All right, I'm at the Knox Horror Film Fest, and who am I here talking to? You are talking to writer and director Michael Peer from Los Angeles, California. So, writer-director, uh, what, why are you here? What did you do? I did a short film called Doll that screened yesterday, and we'll be having an encore presentation on this Sunday. The, I actually don't know what day it is, the 22nd. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. This will come out after the, uh, after the film fest is over, so it doesn't really matter. All right, so uh, since you have a short film playing here, I'm, I assume you're a fan of horror? Yeah, big fan of horror. I love horror. Um, but honestly, like most of my inspirations kind of come from other filmmakers that aren't necessarily horror directors. There's a lot of my favorite filmmakers who... I mean, a lot of directors start off with horror movies who end up doing a lot of other things. Oliver Stone, Francis Ford Coppola, um, Roman Polanski. I feel like I'm kind of more in line with those guys. Um, some of my biggest inspirations for this movie came from Italian cinema, like Michelangelo Antonioni's The Eclipse. Um, E.T., Steven Spielberg, Quentin Tarantino, um, David Lynch's Eraserhead. There's a lot of stuff in there that's not necessarily horror, per se, um, but it definitely inspires me to... um, and just kind of adds to what I'm trying to do. Okay, awesome. Well, I think that's great, because most people, when they do horror, they're just focusing on the horror and not actually putting together a good film. So, love the fact that uh, they're actually focusing on film, not just trying to get some horror. Thank you. All right, so... Uh, a few specific questions about this film fest. What's the favorite? What's your favorite movie that you've seen this weekend? Ooh, um, I saw a movie called The Master Cleanse. Uh, to, to be honest, I saw most of these movies already from other film festivals. Um, for example, Trash Fire and Greasy Strangler were both at Sundance, which I was fortunate enough to see, you know, several months back. Um, but I would say the biggest surprise was The Master Cleanse. Didn't see that until this festival, and I really enjoyed it. The, um, I saw the director's short film Tub years ago, and it, it was. You know, a nice expansion on that and still a, a, a different film, but retain the same idea and essence from that short film. So and that's what I'm trying to do with my short film. It, it, I wrote it as a feature and I, I retroactively turned it into a short and now we're going to make the feature. So in a way, like when people ask me about the short film, it's like kind of hard because in, it, all my inspirations came from the feature and I just changed it. So it might seem so random how I came up with this thing, but I was just really taking scenes and molding a short story from a bigger one. Right on. Uh, all right. So what do you think was the scariest movie of this weekend? Um, scariest movie. Um, let me think about that. Um, scary is very subjective. Like there's not like a, you know, is it like jump out and scare you or something more like something that's going to linger with you for a little while. Um, that's the stuff that scares me truthfully more. Um, I would say, uh, um, there's a movie called Curve that's not necessarily scary, but it's kind of like a Twilight Zone episode where it just starts off immediately in a scenario of this girl who's like, her legs bent backwards and she's on this curve of a cliff and she's about to fall off into this abyss. And it's just kind of like 127 hours where it's like a woman stuck in a crazy situation and what she's going to do. And that's it. I mean, it's not really scary. It's kind of random, but at the same time, it's just, you know, it just runs with it. And that's something I really respect. 
Yeah, the uh, those are the horror movies that I love the most. Not the ones that necessarily jump out at you, but the ones that stick with you. Those, that to me, that's what makes good horror. Um, all right, so a little bit more general. What's your favorite horror movie? Of all time. Of all time, man. Okay, so in many ways, my favorite movie as a whole overall is Mulholland Drive. And that could be seen as a horror movie, and a lot of people have argued it is. Um, But if I were to go more of a traditional trajectory of what's my favorite horror movie, man, um, Jaws. I'd say Jaws, hands down, is my favorite horror movie. Um, Okay. You know, I just that movie changed my life when I first saw it. I, I remember renting it when I was like eight or nine on VHS, and I watched it three or four times, and I, it just had me on the edge of my seat. And Spielberg has a way to just crawl under your skin. Um, I'm not sure how he does it, but you care about every moment. And that moment when Officer Brady sees the uh, boy get eaten in that rack focus with the um, dolly push, like that just brings chills down my spine. <laughs> and even though you never see anything. Yeah. Well, again, brings you into the movie, not necessarily the jump scares. Exactly, exactly. All right, so what about this one? What's your favorite monster? Monster can be either like Jaws or Creature from the Black Lagoon, something like that, or just a monster of a person. Yeah, let, let me think about that for a second. Um, what's the first monster that kind of pops out to my mind? Um, maybe The Thing. John Carpenter's The Thing. I love John Carpenter. You know what? Also... To, David Cronenberg's amazing. Uh, I would say The Flies up there too, even though that's not a real traditional horror movie. It kind of is. Um, it's body horror, and I love that. Um, just a man transforming. So, if, to give you one concise after answer, if I had to choose between The Fly or The Thing, I might have to go with The Fly. Okay. Uh, and what do you think makes good horror? Good horror is about the hidden horror, not so much what you see, but what you feel. Um, a great expression I've heard is that a short film is like an iceberg. You see 10%, but you feel 90 And I feel that completely applies to horror. The best horror movies recently, the art house horror movement, movies like It Follows, Babadook, uh, The Witch, really don't show much, but they make you feel something. And, you know, look at Stanley Kubrick, like The Shining. You know, I, I might even have to say The Shining is probably my favorite horror movie ever. But um, I have, like, I, I'm just... If you just have a conversation with me, I'll have, like, five more later. But, oh, sure, of course. But, you know, you can just look at the masters, and you see that it's about these ideas and evoking a, a a mood and a tone that, like, you just kind of fall into, and you can just grab, and it suffocates you. That's the best stuff, and it's it's not jumping out at you. Kubrick never jumped out. I mean, maybe when Jack came around the corner and stabbed him um, with the axe, that's one jump, but that's not really it, and... I don't know, but yeah, it's, it's all about getting under the skin and making you feel at very un, making you feel a sense of unease. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things. Like uh, when you said the thing is one of your favorite um, favorite creatures. Like the thing isn't even the creature itself. Like the horror of that movie is not knowing who the people are, not knowing who the villain is, not knowing what the evil is actually there. Exactly. It's a slow. It's a slow burn, and it's about the human dynamics of that situation. That's the, what's terrifying. And what's terrifying about The Shining is that being in that scenario of being alone and isolated in, in a cabin, uh, going get, having cabin fever, The Exorcist, having a loved one who um, is possessed, may or may not be possessed. That's by the devil, Rosemary's baby, thinking the world's turned around against you and everyone's in on something that you're not. Like, that's terrifying. And uh, in a weird way, the Rosemary's baby is like an early draft of, like, the Truman Show. Like, everyone's in on this, but... Uh, Rosemary. It was terrible. So Rosemary's baby grows up to be Truman? Exactly. 
Absolutely terrible. All right, one last question. Absolutely. If you could see any horror crossover, not necessarily like Freddy versus Jason or Sudoku versus Kayako, which we just watched, but uh, a horror and anything else. So, like, an example that I've used when talking with people before is My Little Pony and The Walking Dead. <laughs> so, just any crossover between horror and something else, what would you want that oh, to be? Man. Uh, cro- okay, um... You mind if you just give me another example? Because like I'm just yeah. So to... one of one of my favorite examples that I've gotten was um, the werewolf and Caesar Milan with the uh, dog whisper. So the werewolf whisper. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. You know, this deserves a lot. This is, is a kind of question you should submit to me like in a week, and I'll give you a great answer. Just gut instinct. But just what, uh, gut instinct. Yeah. Um, f- man. Um, You know, it wouldn't. You, it, it's kind of like more genres. Like I think you can make like a French New Wave slasher film, or you know, like a Wes Anderson horror movie, or you know, just blending styles together. Not so much like direct things like Gumby and you know, uh, <laughs> the Fantastic Four or something like that. And like, not, not like that, but like, um, you, I think you can make a movie that's like an homage to like you know. Um, 70s black po- you know 70s grindhouse with like you know 60s french new wave like and that could be really cool like a black and white weird you know movie that like godard would have made like, if godard made a horror movie or you know that's the movie i would want to see if fellini made a horror movie what would that be like that's what i'm interested in if someone tried that that would either be amazingly awesome or just one of the worst things i've seen ever <laughs> so uh, you should get to work on that and make it good <laughs> okay awesome you got it <laughs> all right thanks again for talking you got it thanks all right, who am I here talking to? Uh, you were talking to Harrison from Knoxville. Harrison, uh, how are you enjoying the Film Fest so far? I'm really enjoying it. Uh, it's my first year uh, at the Film Fest, and it's pretty much been blowing away. A lot of good stuff being shown. Uh, what's the best movie that you've seen all weekend? Best movie, I would say, was Trash Fire, which I knew nothing about going in and was pretty blown away. I think that's a really really special movie um that was definitely my favorite and i love seeing phantasm on the big screen in restored it's all of its restored glory i think that's definitely the best way to see it now when you said the best movie does that mean that you have a uh, a short that you liked better than some of the features i wouldn't say i liked better but i feel like all the shorts this year were really good in their own like different way just because it's like a completely different art form almost um yeah so michael's the doll was really good um, I really like The Procedure, I believe it was called, and Feeding Time. Feeding Time was a lot of fun. <laughs> Feeding Time was fantastic. Wasn't it? That was, that was just like everything I wanted consistently. What I was watching, it was like, oh, th- this feels like a total ripoff from uh, House of the Devil. And then afterwards when he said, this was heavily inspired by House of the Devil, I'm like, okay, cool, you're aware of it, you're not just ripping it off. Yeah, I'm okay with that. It makes it better. Right, right. <laughs> it'll alleviate some of that. So, uh, so what do you think was the scariest movie or short that you've seen all weekend? Ooh. Scariest. I think the scariest movie would be... I don't know. I'm going to be honest. There weren't a lot of, like, scary movies. Well, scary can be in terms of however you define it. So it could be the most jump scares. It could be the most startling could be the most uh, the one that stuck with you the longest that would be the greasy strangler then if uh, we're grading on a a startling curve what was so startling about it other than greasy dong Um, it was more than anything else the greasiness because I you know it has a reputation so I knew going in it was going to be weird but 
I don't think I was prepared for the amount of uh, oil people eat. For some reason, that was what that was what got me. Right, that was right. what I wasn't expecting. <laughs> all right. Um, what about this? What is your favorite horror movie of all time? And if you can't think of like, oh god, what's my favorite? Just what's one of the first best horror movies that comes to mind? Okay, favorite's Alien. I love Alien. And then I had a very early experience with the birds. So I've seen it only once since then, and that's a movie that's kind of stuck with me, my subconscious. But definitely Alien. I think it's the first one I saw in like fell in love with. I was like, all right, I get this. Right, I get this. <laughs> Both very, very good horror movies. Uh, what's your, or not what, who or what is your favorite monster? Monster could be an actual monster or it could just be a monster of a person. Ooh, monster of a person, Hannibal Lecter? I don't know. Something about the reality of most of that series. Um, and then also the, the NBC series Hannibal as well. The psychology of Hannibal Lecter is just so fascinating and has been played very well in pretty much all of its incarnations except for Hannibal Rising is that the like direct to DVD origin movie yeah I don't yeah. think that would count but Anthony Hopkins and Mads Mikkelsen with uh, Hannibal Lecter would definitely be monstrous so what do you think makes for good horror because so far pretty much all the ones that you've listed have been very either atmospheric or psychological there's not really been a whole lot of just jump out and attack you they've all been good movies that just so happened to scare the crap out of you. Oh, yeah. Um, I think for any movie, but for horror specifically, it needs to be almost about something, I think. And um, I think there's got to be some kind of like innate human emotion that they're tapping into. And so, I mean, there are a lot of movies I've seen that have jump scares, but they're not like emotionally resonating with me. So, I mean, the movies are fine. They just don't stick with me like Alien or like uh, Silence of the Lambs or, or some of those other things. So... I think it's a combination of atmosphere and um, just like a really good idea for being scary. Sure. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of how I feel about the Saw series. Loved the first Saw because so little of that movie was, was the torture porn. The majority of it was just being a good psychological thriller with just a little bit of torture gore at the very, very end. The rest of them, they try to keep some of that going. It, it just didn't quite work. Yeah, I watched the Saw movies last year. I think I made it through the first five, perhaps, but the first one was great. And then from there, it's diminishing returns. But yeah, they ignored the best part of the first one, the part that made the first one like a genuinely great movie, which was that it was about something more than just like sticking needles in arms or taking off body parts. And uh, yeah, so I ended up kind of being more disappointed than I think I should have been. I also watched... The Final Destination series, which is similar, but in a different way. I, I think I ended up... I think I came away liking that more than the Saw series. Well, Final Destination is just silly. It's so silly. And then it tied itself up with the fifth one, which I appreciated. And I guess it's dead. Hopefully it's dead. Fingers crossed. They don't have to ruin another ending. Yeah, but... um, Yeah, and it's like anti-Saw. It's because it's like silly. It's got a sense of humor about itself. It knows that what it's doing maybe isn't... It's not alien. <laughs> Right on. Uh, one last question. If you could see any horror crossover, and that's not just like two horror franchises crossing over, but a horror franchise and something else. Uh, the example that I've been using is My Little Pony and The Walking Dead. But since we were just talking about Saw, I have a new example. Okay. This old house and Saw. So you have, um, what's his name? 
why am I drawing a blank on his name? The this old house guy? Yeah, the this old house guy and Jigsaw. Jigsaw. Right. Jigsaw yeah. is what matters. Okay, so a horror crossover with a non-horror reality. It doesn't have to be reality. Okay. Just any crossover. I think maybe sheer joy would be like... I was going to say X-Files and Cops, but they did that, so it doesn't count. Uh, but it definitely be something like like Bigfoot Hunters, and then a monster that's not Bigfoot, but like... You know what I mean? Like, it's a group of camera, camera crew, they're going out of the forest for Bigfoot Hunters, and then like, Jason kills them or something. <laughs> they never find the Bigfoot. <laughs> they just lose their feet. Yes, they just die. <laughs> they get... They get beaten up in uh, sleeping bags. Yeah. I think it'd be the most ironically pleasing, perhaps. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for talking. It was really nice to meet you. Nice to talk to you, too. So, that's it for my time at the Knoxville Horror Film Fest. Once again, a huge, huge, freaking huge thanks to William Mahaffey for putting on such a great film fest. You pick some amazing films to keep horror fans, both old and new, entertained. And for the rest of the listeners out there, regardless of whether or not you're already a fan of horror, hopefully you enjoyed my coverage and will check out some of the films we discussed. If this is your first episode, you can check out parts one and two of the Knoxville Horror Film Fest, uh, as well as more horror reviews, movie reviews, and just all-around geek coverage at gargylereviews.blogspot.com. And if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, uh, follow on Twitter at Gargyle Reviews, and on Facebook slash The Gargyle. And you can find links to all of these at gargylereviews.blogspot.com. And as usual, if this is where you're already listening to this, you already know all of it. But if this is the first episode that you're listening to, or if you're listening to it somewhere other than my blog, go check it out. Follow, leave some feedback, leave some comments, let me know what you think. So, until next time, that's been it for this episode of the Gargoyle Podcast. I'm Nathan, and as always, you can find me where geekery and horror abound.